Shake hands on the show. Hey, this is Jason Rouse, and uh, welcome to another episode of the Safe Word. We got a re, re, what do you repeat offender? Uh, reoccurring offender. Reoccurring offender. Uh, Sam Walker, probably one of the most uh, requested guests on the show. Uh, and uh, aloof. Very, very aloof. Uh, you can tell how aloof Sam is by uh, how much uh, he's on point with his social media. Yeah, fruit aloof. So what's happening? Uh, you're literally leaving in a matter of hours. Yeah. To go back to the motherland. <sighs> uh, sorry, purgatory. Yeah, the motherfucker land. Yeah. Man. It's, uh, it's bad, but uh, it's all right, man. We'll be back in Texas. Like... Uh, yeah. Let me tell you, three weeks in Texas is like six months in Canada. Yeah. It really was. Like, uh, the amount of stage time we got, the, mm -hmm. the people we met, the things we got to do, whirlwind. Yeah. I'm glad I kept a journal uh -huh. on this. Uh, I, it's funny because I, I bring a travel journal so that I don't bring my regular one mm -hmm. uh, that I keep at home. Just uh, The other I, one is you building cases <laughs> against your friends and family in detail. Uh, that's that's what the notebooks for. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just to keep track because things pass you by so quick. And I'm not a big picture guy. I'm more like uh, I like not taking the picture, mm. especially when you're with cool people and hanging out. You're not much of a bragger. Well, not to not to that extent. Like uh, it's just like when you're with people having a nice time mm. and you see something cool. It's just like I enjoy it for what it is. And yeah. so I miss out on a lot of really cool stuff. Because I'm not having the phone out and yeah. snapping, I'm I'm enjoying it. And then, so I can't keep like an active uh, journal with just through my photos. Oh, just look where you're at. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I don't take a photo all day, and I yeah. do some uh, really interesting things, meet some interesting people, and uh, that's why I keep the journal. And it goes all the way back to when we first started touring back yeah. in 2018. Yeah, and because I, that was my travel journal that I'd bring on the road, mm. and it just always happened to be when I'm touring with you. Yeah, it got filled up. Yeah, I uh, I went the distance with you. I, I think I'm the, your longest opener that you ever had. You are our only person to complete the program. I can't. Like, I was so happy, but I was a little worried about Mexico City. But then when it got canceled, 
I, uh, I was like, you were so lucky. I know. You're so lucky. I'm always looking for excuses to fire people. Not to say that we weren't going to be friends anymore, but I just wouldn't work with you anymore if you hadn't gone to Mexico. Oh, likewise. And I, I fired you on a podcast earlier today, so uh, <laughs> it was really nice to be the one doing the firing this time. But I was a victim of circumstance. It was, I wasn't being fired from my actions directed towards you. No, it was... Uh, your complicity with Uncle Laser added didn't help your case. What's complicity? Um, you were in cahoots with him. I was in cahoots with yeah, him. Yeah, you fucking brought the guy up to Edmonton, and we did shows. Yeah. Uh, we had a, those are great shows and everything, mm. but uh, you guys tested my last nerve on mm. my uh, patience for traveling. Yeah. It was still fun, and we, we had my face hurt from laughing, but I was like, when I dropped you off in Calgary after a seven and a half hour drive from Edmonton, I was like, that's it. These fucking guys are fired. And it was, but it was traffic. It had nothing to do with us. It completely had to do with you. We had to stop in Red Deer so you could go get some of that sweet leaf that you like so much. Yeah, I'm a drug addict, Sam. I know. And you know, uh, we had to pull off the highway during Stampede Week in the dead of summer. And it was a traffic jam. It added, by pulling in there, it added two hours to our trip. I don't even remember having a drug stop. I know. <laughs> so do why am i held responsible if i don't remember anything well exactly and that's why uncle laser took the brunt of it check out his podcast it was actually a good one mm. we did uh brett and i did it earlier today because uncle laser shit the bed and uh all three danger cats were supposed to be on it yeah. but uh hack had to leave the this morning yeah the wee hours so he got two-thirds of the danger cats and we tag teamed him pretty good but uh i like the guy yeah. Like he's uh he is genuine. He's a he's a blowhard asshole. Are you talking about Brett or I'm talking about <laughs> both of them. <laughs> They're both uh yeah, interchangeable. Only I may fuck with Brett. I don't even know her real name. Brent from New York. <laughs> Brenta Brenda. Brenta. No, yeah, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back to Two and a half years ago. You are leaving Austin. Two and a half years ago. I'm leaving Austin, and I'm going back to Canada. And no, no, no. Two and a, like when you come out here to do the Canada Day show, you go home, Yeah. and then the harassing phone calls start from me. When are you coming back? What's going on? Yeah. And you... And I'd love to have answered those questions, mm. but the, the answer was, is I was not allowed out of my yeah. country. When I got back to Canada in 21, uh, I did... They wanted me to do a two-week quarantine, and uh, if I didn't do that, I was subject to a $7,000 fine, yeah. and then three-quarters of a million-dollar fine if they caught me off of yeah. off of quarantine and whatnot. And I, I spent that... I didn't do the quarantine hotel, which was $3,000 for two nights waiting for your negative test to clear after you'd already cleared a test just to fly in the first place. Uh, it, was, it was absolutely insane, but I spent that first night back in my own bed yeah and uh, i i totally stuck to my principles i didn't do any of the bullshit but then things got worse and by the end of 21 by october i was no longer to tra allowed to travel domestically yeah by plane train or boat in my own country mm -hmm. and that was like a real big wake-up call is we needed to start doing things our own way because there's nobody cares nobody's ever cared no. to quote the raging dissident Jeremy McKenzie. That's uh, he's coined that phrase, and you have to just be a captain of your own ship. And you have been the captain mm. of your own ship 
yeah for a long time yeah but uh yeah since go <laughs> since the beginning you know it is well i've had people get on board yeah for rides here and there but no one can handle the water no you handle the water <laughs> i'm good at bailing it out man but you were you came in at a good time I didn't drink. Yeah. And believe me, everybody that I met in Europe that had previously known him came up to me privately and said, you're lucky he doesn't drink. (laughs) And I said, I fucking know. I know, because it wouldn't have worked, because I I don't... uh, No. There is some behavior that I can excuse, but you were just... uh, It was too out of control. It it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, and... We wouldn't have had you, and if I had brought you in, I wouldn't have dragged you around like I've done with other people. Yeah, it would just—I knew that you were uh, were fine on your own. Yeah, and uh, I could go out and yeah terrorize the city. To well, and and, and, yeah, that was the thing, right? Is there was a certain amount of independence, and Mm. you knew I was going to be showing up on time the next day, no matter what kind of shenanigans. On time, my favorite. I love when you're on time. (laughs) I love people on time. Yeah. It's the number one secret to success is being on time. What's the first word in show business? Show. Yeah. <laughs> show up. Yeah. And then you can, you're obligated to approach the uh, second half of that word, which is business. Absolute stickler for that, too, um, especially with the program we're running these days. Because we like uh, getting in, seeing the lay of the land. It just—it's nothing but an advantage to you. I don't see like these uh, two other danger cats, Brett Forte and Uncle Hack. They seem to like traveling. Uh, you know, they like sleeping in uh, on on travel day, and it's dumb like and dumber. What fucking else do you have going on other than the show? Like, look, I'm not a morning person. I hated fucking getting up early when I was working in the trades and stuff like yeah. that. I, I did what I had to do. But now it's like if I have to get up early, it's exciting. It's like yeah. it's for a fucking flight. It's for fucking I gotta I gotta day. do a, I gotta do a podcast. Like it's it's work, but it's the work you dream of. Mm-hmm. And we're all doing this full time now. Like yeah. this is the only thing we're doing to make money. Yeah. And we have the American visas now. So that's great. We can uh, we two can years. go from a visit. Two years of grinding it out in two, Canada. Two and a half years, yeah. and and probably a little bit of change. Uh-huh. But uh, we made the most of that time, and that was what got us to the dance out here. Yeah, was we actually had receipts. Uh, they wanted to see the three of us ripping shows, and we actually had you know the gate of how many tickets we'd sold. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't somebody like JFL or fucking CTV or CBC. Given us the or the Halifax Comedy, Comedy Festival, Festival. hubcap. <laughs> I remember the late great Andrew Albert went out to the fucking hubcap yeah. Comedy Festival, landed there, and they put him in two week quarantine, and, and he did the fucking hubcap Comedy Festival Zoom. Wow. And I'll, I'll never forgive those guys for that. Like you guys are fucking losers. Yeah, losers, losers. And uh, Andrew, Andrew's no longer here. I miss that guy because he was. Uh, he was one of my first friends that I made in comedy, like yeah. the first headline that I ever made it to. And then, obviously, uh, obviously, you you're my best, my best guy in uh, my comedy journey. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Most nobody nobody does that anymore. Like uh, what you did for me, um, putting a, a young guy. I wasn't exactly young, but I was new, and uh, showing me where I had to be and what I had to do, and then giving me the opportunity by uh, bringing me across the country. 
you were wired for it as you realized as we started to move through it um, that you just had to utilize those muscles for the first time, and now you have those yeah those reps. Yeah, for sure. And uh, even like traveling across Europe, like that was, was some of the some of the greatest days of my life. By people driving us that don't speak English. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah, my friend's picking you up, but he doesn't speak English. Didn't we make him laugh in the car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you rubbed that warm piss bottle on my neck. He oh. thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you just look tense. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help. <laughs> you know what? It did lighten the mood. Yeah, sometimes you need to do something very jarring and obscene just to change the dynamic of the room. Even if people are screaming in anger, yeah. it will dissipate. <laughs> or should I say, pissipate. Yeah, and we all are participating in this yeah. and uh, wanting to do the best show we possibly can wherever wherever we are. And even like, even when we were doing like, you know... Uh, a small workout room in some dingy bar in Copenhagen where there's 30 people uh-huh. and rocking a set from yeah. a, across the world. That's how I knew that I was international. I was going to do something with this. Yeah, because I, my jokes weren't like local oriented. Oh, you got to be Canadian to understand it. It was like it had an international appeal. That's one thing I observed from watching your show. I goes, "Is this shit going to travel?" And as I watched it, it was so uh, in in your. Uh, it was all you. And it wasn't regional, and it wasn't Canadian. It was funny. And that was uh, 2019. And then we were the run-up. A lot's happened. Oh, man. 2020 was an incredible time. Yeah. Because one of your big things that you told me when I first met you in February of 2018. Condoms. No. Yes. (laughs) Hey, and I made it through the fucking Texas tour without fucking a comedian. Good for you. Thank you, thank That's you. That's big. Yeah, it was. Because that will bring the whole house down. Oh, man, I know. And, it, and, and there's nothing the fuck. I know that you probably that, eyeballed a couple of them, and you were like, <laughs> listen, man, maybe, stop. Uh, stop maybe high- one or two. Yeah. There's a couple of girls who maybe had. Well, I know, but then it's, it's such a slippery slope. I know. Next thing you know, you're in a slippery slope. <laughs> And your pants stink of tuna juice, and you get a sty. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that goes. Yeah, it is. So I uh, I stayed out of there. But in 2018, uh, the advice that you you gave me is like you're gonna have to. Uh, you're way behind. You told me you're you're like 10 years behind, and the only way to catch up is to get on Kill Tony. Yeah. And you were living in LA at the time, and you're like, you got to come down and do Kill Tony. But I was I was just never feeling it. Like. Um, there was first off, it's like traveling uh, down to LA. That didn't have any appeal to me. No, for you, whatever. I, most people say I gotta go to Hollywood. You were just like, fuck them. Yeah, you, and you were like not interested in getting raped. Well, and I had bookings uh, up in Canada, yeah. and, and we were doing all all right as far as touring. Like I was, I was making headway, but but wasn't it weird how few, weeks, months later, all of a sudden they're performing? So yeah, and then Kill Tony comes to Calgary in January of 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, "Go." I didn't. Uh, I didn't even tell you about it until afterwards because Brian Redband took the picture of me on stage because I. Well, you were performing. I, yeah, I, I goes. Do you know this guy? I, dro- like, I, I dropped your name on stage after I got pulled from the bucket. Yeah. So that's how I know it's legit. Is mm-hmm. because uh, 
I just knew I was getting on that night. Yeah. I knew I was getting on. I showed up there and uh, had the set of my life up to that point. And I, I came in ready to tip over tables because I, from what you'd shown of me of Kill Tony, mm. it was just brutal. Like these people were coming on and uh, stinking it out. Yeah, but the the panel was a firing squad, very confrontational, and it was just like shooting down people's dreams. And I'm like, well, if they're gonna shoot down my dreams, I'll just, like give me one fucking shot. So I came in pretty hostile, but uh, it went so well mm. that it didn't really end up like I roasted Jeremiah. Wonders beans or whatever. It is yeah, called. I called them. What does uh, that mean? Uh, be I called him Beans, the musical fruit, because he, he's a oh. talented musician yeah. and and a great performer. And, uh, and for, him, him and Joel would uh, yeah. the drummer would uh, get into costume at the time yeah. and uh, would really uh, add to the show. And they were making fun of me. Yeah, you're surrounded, literally. I was surrounded, and uh, he made a jibe about something, and I said, get a load of beans over here, the musical fruit, <laughs> and it crushed. <laughs> they loved it, and yeah. uh, I got to open for Tony the next uh, the next night. And didn't you do something at the Orpheum? Yeah, that was uh, in February. They were they were because those guys were rocking. They were on a world yeah. tour. They were taking Kill Tony around the world. Yeah, and those uh, days are done. Well. No, know, no more road no Tony's ever. absolutely not yeah and so uh it was 1300 um sold out at the vogue theater oh, in yeah. uh granville street yeah vancouver and i i got Beautiful on room i got on that and then uh it was it's actually probably the largest crowd i've ever performed in front of and uh, i only get it you only get a minute on kill tony pardon me but uh i crushed and then uh, i had a really great interview and it was like a, a 10 minute segment and then we were hanging out at the JFL Northwest after party, you know, getting to meet. You know, like you're hanging out with Bill Burr and stuff like sure. that. It was really, uh, it was really cool. And then I had an album recording February 28th of February, and uh, I recorded an album. Uh, sold out my home club of Calgary Yuck Yucks mm -hmm. at the Elbow River Casino, and then uh, Brett and I had a roast battle. And uh, I ended up spitting in his face Ugh. on stage. To I wanted to disrespect him as much as I felt he had disrespected me in the roast battle. Uh, annals of our, his of our mother <laughs> in front of his dad. No, no, <laughs> no. His dad had crushed you, man. He's fucking. Maybe hey, hey, give it a do. chance. Look, I I get beat up by his dad any number of ways, and it'd be worth it. But. Uh, I spit in his face, and then two days later, the world went into lockdown. That's how we went out fighting uh, during 2020. And it was great because that swinging. picture was... People were wearing masks. And <laughs> no, wearing... no, no. This was this is before any of the, Like, before lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, like, but the fact that you spit on somebody when th people are trying to keep spitting... Um, well, that's a, yeah. that was how much I didn't give a fuck yeah. about what was going on in the news. Yeah. And, and it wouldn't have been funny to do it before. And it wouldn't have been as funny to do it after. It was only funny in that moment. Yeah. And that was the beauty of, like, that's how fucking staunch we were in our comedy. We're like, I don't give a fuck if they're shutting down the world over this bullshit. I'm spitting in this motherfucker's face. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then a bunch of stuff. Brett got canceled for uh, a joke he told. Got a thousand death threats. But we were in lockdown, so it didn't matter. He just laid low for a few months. Mm -hmm. And then I went on the Uncle Hack podcast because you told me we need to get together. You had done a... A podcast with them. Yes. And, and after spending time with them, I'm like, I know who your other guys are. Yeah. But it was funny when I when I'd brought him up 
and I mentioned this to him on the podcast. Yeah. You were like scoffed at this YouTube guy who had no stand up experience, yet he in turn became a, a, a great ally in, in your trio. Well, he was fucking uh he was my opponent for the night and I, I took it it wasn't a it wasn't a roast off, it was uh Brett was hanging with some guy. I can't remember his name. Who cares? But uh, they'd each pick a comedian, and they go head-to-head, and then whoever's comedian lost, Brett or the other guy would have to do a silly stunt. And that yeah. was like the basis for their little podcast they had for a while. Yeah, it was called Kenny versus Spenny. <laughs> How original. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was the first time I met Hack. And then... Uh, we did a podcast uh, a number of months into lockdown. Like, there's no shows going on, yeah. so I went up to Edmonton just to just to do his podcast and meet him. Like, actually sit down, and meet him face to face, and we had a really good time. And uh, it just uh, a bond developed, and that's once again you fucking the devil's jester lining up the pieces. I just seen, I go, look, at the only way you guys are going to survive this is to form an alliance together. And you turn, it turned out it was profitable, and uh, well, you're still together. Yeah, and there's no, there's no slowing down. We're, like, reaching new heights. Yeah. And I got to, like, I got to give it to you. Like, you're an unsung hero of comedy. In the, like, people in the know know. But uh, your, ab- your average mainstream people um, would abhor you and don't know, like, what you've done what you've done for comedy um the last two major kill tony stars fucking aaron belisle and jared nathan yeah those are your hand-picked guys that you you took from obscurity it out was of Canada. supposed to be ben bankus and kyle lucy but they uh, shit the bed so i Who? replaced them exactly Who? I, don't, I don't remember those guys <laughs> <laughs> oh i remember ben but the other guy uh yeah 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 i can't remember him they uh they could have had all that glory He's too but i decided to place them with uh Two uh, half humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're, uh, and, and and they're they're yeah they're absolutely crushing out there. Um, they're they're doing comedy. Aaron gets here Saturday. Oh wow, he's here to do the show. I can't announce the guest, but um, yeah, I can't say that. That's all right. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Um, so you arrive in Austin and. You have a series of gigs. You played Plano, Dallas. Yeah. Did you do something in Dallas? So or? Dallas is like uh, basically Plano. Like yeah. Plano is like uh, just a city connected Oh, to Plano's Dallas. north of Dallas. Yeah. I remember. It's yeah, like yeah. a half hour north of Dallas or something. Yeah. Like uh, Dallas is about, I don't know, two and a half hours. Yeah. Maybe an hour nice? the way did that people... Did you a chance to take a look? So did you know that RoboCop was filmed there in 1987? They substituted Dallas for Detroit. They just filmed the... Really? Yeah. Because you know they filmed some RoboCop in Hamilton. Yeah, of course they would. In the industrial area. Because it was Canadian content. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Was there a RoboCop series? Yeah, and it sucked. Yeah, that's... Well, you know what? I, I won't say it sucked, but it's like when, you, when you're going from fucking Clarence Boddicker and uh, fucking Kane, give me the nuke. Yeah. 
and the oh, violence. Uh, fucking RoboCop one and two, probably they got a couple those of the guns and they're shooting the cars. Oh, I like Ooh. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing the fucking guy's jacket. Yeah, Emil is his name. Great. <laughs> the, the character in the movie. He was actually uh, the Your actor dad that from did the that. 70s show. That was uh, Clarence Boddicker. He was great. In he it. was my favorite villain. I fucking like RoboCop. I like the villains in RoboCop. Yep. As much as I like RoboCop. They're almost like the villains in Teenage <laughs> Mutant Ninja Turtles. You call this a glitch? Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, it's uh, it still stands the test of time, yeah. too. I watch it on a on Even a when the robot falls thing. down the stairs with the, t- the Ed, stop animation Yeah, stuff. Ed 209, man. Yeah. It's fucking so good. No, it's good. The, the second one, the, the remake didn't really... No, the, the second one uh, wasn't Paul Verhoeven, but it was it was equally good and very dark and dangerous. Mm. You're thinking of number three. They made it PG-13. That's the thing. They did that with Spawn, too. Man, yeah, I was you like, can't... Spawn, it. come on. He's fucking from the devil. I know. Let it rip. Rated R all the way. Oh, look, I think isn't uh, Deadpool rated R? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing that. Uh, I don't pay uh, a lot of a- attention to comic books. Yeah, popular popular stuff. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch the I'll watch the odd thing, but I uh, I basically don't support any of the anything modern that's being made is pretty much trash. Yeah, like there's really not a lot of good movies being made. The last really good thing that I saw in theater was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah. Great. I went to some of those locations in LA. I went to Manson's house yeah. and the movie Manson house. Wow. And um, yeah, it was great. Tarantino's got one or two more movies. Yeah, he's got he's got one more. One and more. He's filming it right now. It might even be uh, about wrapped. It's called, uh, I believe, The Movie Critic. And it's set in the 70s. LA in the 70s. Well, I don't mean to brag, but... Um, you know they're doing a Gigi Allen biopic. No. Yes. Who the fuck are they getting? Um, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Shave Ed Sheeran's head. Ta- I'm into early, tat him up. I'm early in the stages of potentially playing Gigi Allen in a movie about Gigi Allen. He didn't make it to past fucking 30. Yeah. What, are you going to play his ghost? No, no, I'll be fat. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be fat, Gigi. You are fucking shitting and pissing <laughs> everywhere. Like, like, like Gigi Allen. This is a family show. Yeah, I've been doing, I've been log fathering yeah. forever. You are the log father, but yeah, Gigi Allen's been dead since, what, 93? Yeah, they're doing a documentary about his life. I can see that. And uh, I want to play Gigi Allen in it. So I'm going to have to knock my front teeth out and put oh, on 60 God. pounds. And just herbal laxatives and oat bran. <sighs> hey, look, we don't talk for six months. And then I invite you to the red carpet premiere. I'll, yeah, I'll be honored. You wouldn't want to be around me because I'll have to drink again. Ugh. <laughs> hey, just don't look at it as Jason got out of comedy for half a year to do a great movie. That would be a that would be a great movie. Yeah, uh, very interesting. Yeah, and the, the more um, could you remember the video of me on that Swedish television show crawling through the audience naked? Uh, yes, when you came out Buffalo Bill style and then stepped off the steps and let your wang hang out. Yeah, 
I wish it was hanging. Uh, the, yeah, I know. It was, <laughs> it was Roman statue. It was a balloon <laughs> knot turned inside out. And then the best part is this fucking guy goes out naked, but he's still wearing his fucking socks. I forgot. You fucking weren't fully naked. And the one. worst part was is the sweat. Wooden chairs, too. And my hands were slipping. Every time I stepped on someone's chair and my dick would swing <laughs> over the top of their head, my feet would go, er, er. It's on YouTube. I don't know how it is on YouTube. Full nudity. Because it's comedy. Like, really? It's cock. Like, this won't scare us the children. <laughs> if I was, if it, was if it was an erection, yeah. Yeah, everyone yeah. thinks that we're making this shit up, but you can watch it. If you just type yeah. in Jason Rouse naked on YouTube, yeah, you're going to see it in a theater clip. in so, Scandinavia. Um, uh, let's get back to Austin. So you get off the plane, Toronto John's house, and... Uh, uh, we're, no, I was staying with uh, I was staying with a friend from uh, like. Oh, their, you're not at the house. No. Oh. No, no, no. You I'm got not, a friend in town. Yeah, yeah. A guy. Yeah. So I was staying at uh, that guy's place. Yeah. And uh, it's just been nice, like uh, really low key. Um, I won't mention his name because he's uh, a bit of a private guy. Yeah. And likes to keep it on the down low for sure. So. Uh, we kind of have a secret lair where we've been hanging out. Um, Excellent. Just a little bit outside uh, outside of downtown there. Mm-hmm. But it's been close enough that we can rip around and have a good time. Yeah. Coming and going. Late nights, man. It's been... I know. You guys are like... I'm checking. I go up... You last logged in, 3 a.m. Yeah, man. And what are you guys doing after bar closes? Just wandering the streets? No. Uh, so it's like you finish the show, and some of these shows go to one thirty. Yeah. And then it's basically two by the time you're... Uh, Smooze for a half hour. You're on, three. No. When you're on your way home by like two o'clock, and then it's like, we need to fucking get something to eat. Mm. And so... Burgers. Burger buddies. You guys, if, if, snackers. If they're still open, we may catch a burger at Casino El Camino. You've been busted. Hacks hung you out to dry six times. You got a burger Fuck. like this, and he's sending me pictures of you. <laughs> we just ended up here, but it's a good. It's they're really good burgers. We're just gonna leave show business for an hour. We love the burgers. <laughs> we really like the burgers. Everybody likes the burgers. Hey, there's three of us. We could start a pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, guys. Enjoy your burgers. We'll be over here in show business. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> wild. Uh, but it is close. It's across the street. We're talking to uh, it's the Casino best. El Camino. Yeah, it's the best. It's one of the best burgers I've ever had in my entire Great life. Great bar. Consistently. Yeah, it is. They play my movie in there all the time. Right on. Yeah, a friend of mine messaged me. and go, they were watching spare parts in the bar. Fucking A. <laughs> so... We do a lot of taco stands because they're uh, they're numerous, they're open late, and they're they're yeah, busy. For, for seven bucks, you got a pile yeah. of food. Yeah, and so we do that, and then we and then we go back to the lair, and then we debrief. And I don't mean that in taking each other's panties off and sucking each other off. It's like uh, who gets sucked off in panties? The danger cats. <laughs> uh, we go through the notes and footage and everything, and the, the boys start uploading whatever they shot tonight, yeah. start, start getting like a, a rough cut for the morning. And then sometimes there's like a, a clip, like a midnight clip just goes out. Yeah. And then uh, we figure out, okay, what do, we, what do we got going tomorrow? Uncle Laser's podcast? We'll make sure we're back from Plano, Texas early to be on it. We'll rush. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's rush, because we don't want to be late. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, you just figure out what you got going on the next day, and it's it's either a podcast or uh, numerous spots. And I got to say, the Austin comedy scene has been incredibly welcoming. People are running excellent shows mm. and numerous shows all over town. Um, we've been mostly hanging on Sixth Street, but we did uh, East Austin Comedy Club, Roscoe's. Um, Roscoe's is nice. Yeah, I really liked it. I really like Roscoe's too. Yeah, it was it's uh, off Sixth Street, and it's nice. It's what would you call it, black box theater? Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, I guess it is off of six, but way down though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, these were like uh, I mean, off of six. I mean, away from downtown. Yeah, enough. It, 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 when that highway bridge splits that part of the city, yeah, that's a different vibe over there. Most uh, Caesar Chavez, most yeah. certainly, yeah. yes. And yeah. uh, but we got to we got to meet like a ton of talented, very talented people out here. Six of them. <laughs> well, there's uh, there's a lot of hopeful young people that are are really going for it. And if they if they fly straight and they uh, maintain their discipline, they will succeed. Mm. Because this is the comedy mecca of the world right now. Mm-hmm. It is the number one place to do stand up comedy. And just because you're here doesn't make you an amazing comedian. But the opportunity is there. And uh, there's a lot of uh, really good producers out there that are uh, grinding out, like doing weekly fucking shows. Yeah. Like, I don't think people understand just how much of a grind a weekly show is. Like, up in Canada, we only run once a month the Danger Room because we don't want to blow out the audience. Yeah, and and half of those are repeat customers and they're supporting and you don't want to let them down. Well, yeah, it's got to be something something fresh and you just don't want to like uh saturate the market sure but here there is an appetite enough for it like you're always competing because there's so many venues you're competing for those dollars but people are really giving it and i've uh, done a numerous podcasts out here had a great time i did hump days i did uh yeah you did uh, uh audrey's yeah little audrey's sadistic bitch this chick is like <laughs> 24 years old and just a fucking nightmare i love it yeah uh she's uh she's doing a lot yeah. and uh she, she's a lot of fun she's great she's funny she's one of the few people i like in the city uh, yeah yeah she's cool yeah and uh and then there was the the Kill Tony gauntlet. Holy shit! Did you sign up every week? I for that? signed up every yeah. fucking every fucking week for that. Now, and I, I stood in the mix with the fucking like in the, in the pen. So, a uh, hundred, two hundred. Yeah, it's it's probably like a hundred and fifty people in Shakespeare's bar, and you uh, you line up at about I think Losers. Seven, seven. The doors open, and then all these hay seeds from Kansas, and you name it weirdos and fucking guys carrying their dogs chairs yeah drug addicts they all they all you you sign up and then um the cutoff is whatever uh before eight and then uh and audrey runs a mic during the whole no 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 she fucking starts it off yeah um Um, like once the show starts that's when the open mic starts and and audrey runs it and and you can sign up and so it's like you're sitting there waiting for the bucket pull because they get this uh producer colt daddy i met him he's a 
he's a good uh, good young man, mm-hmm. and uh, seen him around. And he comes running running through, and he announces the name on the microphone. Elbows whoever's <laughs> on stage yeah. out of the way announces the name. So everybody's just like basically waiting for that. But in the meantime, Audrey's got these fucking practice one minute sets yeah. going on, and People it's for talking, fucking the TVs everybody. Are on. Yeah, it's nobody a gives disaster. a fuck. It's a, it's the most nightmare comedy yeah. scenario you could it's ever the, have. And then you go into the mothership, which is the perfect storm. So it, you're going from like uh, uh, House of a Thousand uh, Corpses. Uh, no, uh, what was that House of the Twelve Ghosts? Mm, I'm not sure. These analogies are awful. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. It's like it is. Every- uh, the, the funny thing is, is there's there's people that legitimately think that all I need, man, is to get one minute on Kill oh. Tony, and I'll be a millionaire comedian for the rest of my life. And it's like, no, you need to be like a good comedian for a few years, and then get on Kill Tony. Yeah. That's what will fucking get you over with the mm-hmm. audience. Um, and then there might be some worth to it, other than oh, I did a minute on Kill Tony. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. Nobody ever cared. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you're sitting with these starstruck dreamers. And, you know, I'm dreaming because I just want I just want one more minute on that show just to prove, like, I, I still got it and I got the jam. And I want to give that show the best, the best segment they can. Mm-hmm. And the interview is the X factor because you never know how they're going to come at you. And sure. I'd like to I'd like to pleasantly surprise them and plus get to fucking perform at the mothership. Yeah. In the, in the, but you Fat did Man. perform at the mothership. I did. I got to perform on the open or the, yeah, the open mic on, and the little boy. It's a friends and family thing. Like, can anyone sign up for that? Anybody can sign up. Yeah. But, uh, it's like, yeah, a regular audience gets, pushed in yeah you know it's uh it's a sold out show beautiful room the club, it is the club's gorgeous it's it a, is it's a yacht yeah and the fucking the crispness of the mic i've never heard the sound so good beautiful when the, i do my fist acoustics. fucking joke on oh. that see it's wet <laughs> yeah it is wet it is wet people do not like that the sound sounds so good when oh. i'm on there yeah there's a lot of no <laughs> it was uh yeah, so there was many, uh, many things, but yeah, I was relentless in trying to get on Kill Tony. Yeah. I also, I also got up on the Secret Show every week that I was out here. Yeah, uh, Brian Redband put me up, man, and uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart because I had some, I had some great sets on yeah. there. And it's uh, Sunset Strip. Did they put you on the very end every time. Did you get my old spot? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you, you, did you go on at the end every time? Not I. Uh, not every time. Okay. Yeah, but I like near the end, which yeah. is uh, I, I quite enjoy it because it, it is a longer show. Mm. But uh, if you can crack that audience that's been there for a while, yeah. it's uh, it's the Brian Holtzman spot yeah. as well. You and you, it's, you and, and Brian. before Brian, it's spawned from Sam Kinison. His birthday's uh, this week, by the way. Wow, how I, old would he have been? I think sixty-five or something. Too bad a headliner spot opened up. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's weird. So the rule of thumb is don't get sober and you'll live forever. <sighs> he blew it. He oh, blew he got he hit by he, a drunk driver. He got yeah, died in a head on. Mm. He was probably making a bullshit lane change or something like that. Maybe he dropped his toenail clippers. Mm. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Who do who you, knows? Who do you think? I uh, know we weren't even going that road. Like we, you just informed me a, a mutual friend of ours uh, attempted. Yeah, suicide, attempted suicide. Yeah, it's and really, it was it's really a suicide sad. Suicide last month. I predict there'll be at least three suicides 
a year. Well, no, no. Plus it, five attempts. Tis the season. Oh, it is the holidays, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Christmas, uh, Christmas in Austin. I fucking saw Santa riding down the street on a jackass. I the picture, yeah. <laughs> and the fuck nuts, he's got a, a QR code so that you can take a picture while his horse has a shit and he has oh, a God. candy cane. How nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fun city. Would you, uh, considering being this the home base, is, uh, there, is there, where would you, if you had one city to pick to live in the u.s now clearly you haven't really seen a lot of it but would this be the spot or vegas uh, or florida i don't know i haven't uh, i haven't done a show in florida yet and uh all options are open we got some uh big shows coming up in canada and so we want to be constantly uh hopping back and forth across that border yeah Every four months is what you said? I think for Texas, yeah, yeah. is to just uh, start making inroads and whatnot. Because there's so many beautiful places out here. And, it's a gorgeous you know, city. I've been, uh, I've been coming through here on my high horse, uh, looking down on a lot of these uh, Austin comedians because of their, should. their complacency in this environment oh, of, I know. of opportunity is actually quite disgusting. Yeah. Is people not taking it seriously. Um, it's the entitlement. It's the American way, though. Uh, it, yeah, I, I guess maybe that that's it. As a as a Canadian and uh, coming through here, like you guys don't know how good you have it. Yeah, you really don't. And uh, if you're taking my comments on you personally, good, because I just want to be on the best show, and I don't need to be the funniest guy on the show. I just want everybody on the show to be good. Run with the wolves. Yeah, be funny. That's yeah. the first rule of comedy. Be funny. Yeah. Have fun. And yeah. a lot of these guys aren't having fun. No, but that's another yeah, that's another actual detail is they're not having fun. No, they they're think they just it. hang around enough that they're gonna get opportunities. But it yeah. has nothing to do with their talents. There's very little talent. Winds up late nights. And so we've had really late nights, but uh we haven't been drinking. Like yeah. I'm I'm bagged right now. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm you, tired. Yeah, no, you're ready to go home. It's perfect timing. Yeah, and I got like uh, I got a corporate out in the out in the barren wastelands next week. No, Saturday night. So get home Thursday, Friday. Drive up to drive up to Edmonton, hang out with Hack, and then uh, and then Saturday we go we go rock our Christmas corporates. <laughs> I don't really get called for those. <laughs> I have never done a Christmas corporate. <laughs> Sunday's not, or uh, Christmas. De- December's not really a busy month for comedy anyway. <laughs> no, it's also, uh, it's my birthday in a matter of weeks. Yeah. Holy shit. Another one. A fucking another one. Yeah, like 25 days, I'll be turning 52. Wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah, fucking. I just went for a BMX ride today and jumped over a side of a car <laughs> holy shit you and you and big dave nystrom oh yeah it was old yeah. dave well, he's fucking gonna be uh headlining the danger room on new year's day excellent in calgary yeah dave nystrom was one of the first comedians that i seen in vancouver yeah he would park cars at the casino yeah and then run back over into the club with his his uh valet stuff on and do do shows I did a pilot with him when I first moved to L.A. Wow. I, I played, a, I was Buffalo Bill, in a, and they were doing, a, a, it was a bunch of, I think it was comedians in prison or something like that. 
and they do a cell pan, and some guys are doing miscellaneous stuff, and then they go, and I got a full tuck. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, Dave Nystrom is uh, fucking nice. Yeah. Care- he's like the guy. He is. He's been doing comedy for like 30 years. Yeah, and he's um, one of those guys that uh, I just, I like him. I admire him, and he's uh, he's a solid man. Solid dude. And so I'd like to, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a fun New Year's. It's going to be great. Is he living in Alberta? Because he was a Vancouver guy yeah, and then moved he's, to uh, Yeah, he's uh, been all over. Fucking guy's got like... Kids. Four kids, I think. It's wild. <laughs> and he's happy all the time. Yeah, yeah. He's doing it right. Lovely wife, four kids, yeah, chasing his dreams, come out of nothing into Vancouver, moved to L.A. Yeah, and he's uh, he's been a writer and stuff like that. So there's still people like I uh, I hang out with in comedy, sure. but uh, for the most part, we just uh, we're so in our own lane and focused. You, but you dug it. There, there yeah. was no lane there. You guys dug a trench yeah. and just kept moving it along through the border. Well. I gotta say, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that could have got on board with us and helped us out, and they left us high and dry. And after this, your own town, yeah, our own country as well. Um, you're in fact, I don't. You're not even allowed into your local comedy club. I'm not. I still have a lifetime ban. <laughs> the The funny thing is, is the the old owner that that despised me at the the Calgary club. Mm. It's now sold. Ah. Uh, so it's a that's why there's no condo anymore yeah oh really yeah the condo's gone oh fuck yeah that's a damn shame yeah they're gonna have to figure something out but uh won't affect me because i never do the fucking club Mm -hmm. but uh now that it's a new owner it doesn't matter because i I now got a lifetime ban from the casino (laughs) how did they get involved with it i i I had fucking brett i had 15 police officers in there before my show started. Were you? No, you weren't around. No, before. I wasn't, wasn't there. <laughs> that was when I drove you and Uncle Laser from Edmonton in a, That's right. in a sprightly seven and a half and hours. And the gang squad came and kicked out my pals. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. I got a private show for these guys. Fuck, what a mess. I couldn't believe I'm walking up the stairs. It's just cops, <laughs> cop, 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 all the way in. Good times. Heavily armed, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I forgot where we were before. Uh, um, you guys digging your own path through Alberta well, and beyond. Yeah, just... Uh, you had no help. We had plenty of help. We, uh, had pl- we had plenty of help. You helped us out. No, but I mean the comedy community in Canada really didn't. Yes, we open had. Up. Uh, yeah, we completely had to go our own way yeah. in that, but uh, that's fine. Like it, it made us uh, better producers, better performers, and now we know how to run a show. Yep. And now that we're figuring out how to like uh, break into markets, you got to fucking go there. Like uh, none of none of this, what's about to happen, <laughs> would have happened if we hadn't have come down to Austin. And so this has been one of the greatest three weeks of my life. And I really want to thank the Austin comedy community for what you've built here and letting me, uh, letting me participate because it, it took us to a next level. Yeah. And when we come back, I just want to fucking rock shows, man, make yeah. people laugh because uh, laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. It really is. Now we're going to be into some theaters 
very soon. Well, my uh, my Christmas wish list is fucking Skank Fest 2024. I'm working on it. Yeah, I know you are. Working on it. And, uh, that's uh, that's why you're not completely fired. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I got. It. Don't worry, you guys are gonna be fine. Yeah, Daddy's got it. All right, all right. Daddy's got it. Well, we'll take it. I uh, we just always take it a day at a time, anyway. Uh-huh. And uh, every show is the last show, so we'll, we will continue to just uh, keep rocking it out. And I don't know when this is going to come to air, but um, what is today? December December seventh. Is it already? Yeah, it is. December seventh, sixth, sixth. December 6th. I'm, I'm out of here uh, in, a, in a few hours, and I'll be back in Canada. And watch out for us because we're gonna we're going cross country. I'm going to places I've never been before, the East Coast. Yeah, and you're gonna have a great time. Yeah. Nicest people, Maritimers. Mm, mm, we'll see. A lot of uh, cousin fucking <laughs> alcoholism. You're gonna love it. Yeah, it's your audience, just with eyes closer together. It is, and uh, you've never been to Halifax. We'll go. We'll go beyond. No, man, I St. haven't. John, uh, I, I haven't been past uh, past Ottawa. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna love it. Ottawa's dog shit. <laughs> it is. It's I call absolute I, dog shit. I call it Rottawa now. Rottawa. I like yeah, that. Fuck that place, man. It's not cool. Montreal's fantastic, Shit-hole. but until they get a comedy club. We're actually, we are going to be in Ottawa later this year. <laughs> so I'll see all my Rottawa fans. Rottawa. <laughs> and um, you'll make an appearance back here in, what, April? Uh, yeah, if I had to look into a... A crystal ball. Yeah, it would probably be that. Would probably be a safe bet because we April. got we got so much we got so much going on. But we next time we come down here, we really want to give people a heads up so that we can really hammer out some shows. Sure. And, uh, you know, we we managed to pull a hundred people in Plano, Texas. Yeah, they uh, they put out the email blast, and uh, it really came together. And I know we made some new fans. Good. We're uh, yeah up in the ante, man. I love every it. time. I love it. And uh, look, if anything, the weather's been outstanding here. Uh, there's snow in your hometown right now. You know what? Uh, I, got a, I got a picture of my vehicle today. No snow. Okay. Yeah, we still don't have any snow. Is the picture of your vehicle from a surveillance camera in your house? <laughs> no, I got somebody looking after my oh, plants. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. thought you would check in on your phone to see if anyone's fucking with your truck. Yeah, shout out to Lex Daddy. Mm. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you for keeping my plants. Unless they're fucking dead, then you get fuck all. I'll still take you out for wings. You got a guy watering your plants? Yeah. What kind of plants you got? I got one of those uh, golden pothos. Like they fucking, they're like a vine, keeps growing big leafy greens on them. And then I got like, uh, I guess a a spider plant. Mm -hmm. It's doing really well. And then I got like a little tree. Okay, and it's uh, it's sprouting. They're they're all been doing really good, and I've I've had them for like uh, multiple years. I had two papaya plants, and they jumped off my balcony. <laughs> <laughs> they committed suicide. Oh, that's yeah. A, I tried that's to shame. keep them going, but they just didn't. I wanted to get them fruited, but uh, yeah, nothing. you know, I there's just something I like. I like I like these guys. These plants. I like plants. They but I'm away for said, months. Yeah, and it's I say, hey, can you come and take care of my? Pl-? No, no one's allowed in. It used to be my uh, like uh, when I'd be on the roll, I'd have uh, somebody special in my life. That would do it for me. And now it's my, my buds. <laughs> yeah, now some guy who left some piss guy. on the toilet seat when he <laughs> watered your plants. <laughs> Whistle pig. He was supposed to drop some maple syrup off for oh, you guys. God. 
But no, I got uh, I got good people in my life. There's not a lot, but they're all they're all solid, and we're meeting some incredible people here. Yeah, I uh, lifetime friends. Uh, on our next podcast, you can talk about what happened yesterday. Yeah. And uh, I just want to I just want to put a, a guy's name out there, um, Maverick McWilliams. I don't even know your name, Daddy, but uh, yeah, Maverick. He's uh, he's a young guy on the scene. Been uh-huh. been doing comedy for almost ten years, uh, so a, a bit of a seasoned vet. But uh, as he gets older, he will get funnier. We uh, we just shot some content with him uh, yesterday, and I wanted you to just keep an eye out for him. Oh, when I see so, him, I'm totally going to ignore him. Good. Yeah, yeah. No, he'll love it, man. He's uh, he was one of my uh, top picks for Austin. Okay. For the guys that I saw out there, it was like, this guy is fucking, he's got it going on, man. I like what he's doing. Yeah, out of every 50 local comedians, there's a gem in there. Yeah. And out of my fat gay guys, Uh uh, I'm going to say Scotty Fillmore is my new favorite uh, pick for the fat gay guy of Austin. Yeah, he's uh, styling and profiling. Like, he he put some effort into his uh, stage outfits the last few times I've seen him. Favorite black, favorite uh, Latino. Oh. Let's go through it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, my favorite woman uh, would probably be Leonardo Joni. Yeah, yeah. Right now, there's a uh, there's some very talented women out there, but uh, she uh, she's a funny funny lady. She's awesome. I really liked her, and I'm a fan. Uh, yeah, she she put me on her show. Yeah, and, and she did our show. She did our debut uh, Texas. I told Danger Room at the Sunset Strip. I said this is lady would compliment what you guys are doing. Yeah, and she was always asking about you guys too. Not always, but she'd go, "Where's your fucking friends?" <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's way. That's way. You, yeah. Uh, uh, that uh, where she's from. She's a hard talker. Yeah, and then there was also. A couple of producers, uh, Allison Vojtovich of Liddy Titty Comedy yeah. at the at the Creek and Cave. The gong show was fucking amazing. Thank you for that. And uh, Little Destiny Lelaine and her, uh, her wine cellar show. Nice. Uh, thanks for letting me creep out that audience. Yeah. That was a wonderful, uh, wonderful time. But there was, uh, yeah, many more shows that we hope to get on next time we're through. And uh, keep in touch with us. And July 1st, Canada Day show. Yeah. Here in Austin, we we shall see. That's too too far into the I future. I know I, the fact that you've <laughs> made plans around the spring is mind blowing to me. One day at a time, man. Click. <laughs> we got to book flights now. That's the scary yeah. part. Is I got probably fucking a three thousand dollar flight bill that I'm gonna have to pay for yeah. for coming up because this stuff isn't easy. Like I understand why people don't don't do it. It is five very, grand a week. It's daunting and scary. It's five thousand dollars at least. Canadian a week to stay here and you guys are fortunate enough or some of you are to have a, a free place to stay yeah well we got people that care about us yeah and uh we really thank you for all your support because you got us you got us to the dance uh, I knew there was a dance yeah I knew there was a dance and I'm like I know some guys that like to fuck <laughs> let's get them to the dance we brought, um, brought our dancing shoes I won't keep you anymore. I know you're exhausted. I appreciate you doing this uh, the second time because fucking oh, Butterfingers McChicken Fingers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't plug in the audio, and you were on a, a totally different vibe with the we, producer. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I might have been a bit high strung with uh, yeah. people being late. No chit chat. <laughs> Let's get right to the pod. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. 
Yeah. Uh, I think he, he unplugged the audio in person because he didn't want to have that fire on the internet. Oh, God. I can't yeah. even remember what he did. <laughs> no. No one does. <laughs> You're just infuriated. Uh, thanks uh, for being on the show. Where can people find you? You could find me at uh, Sam Walker Live and Danger Cats Comedy. Yeah. Check us all out there and uh, see up the road. Cool. And you can catch me in uh, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. I think there's something in Thunder Bay. And then I'm headlining Toronto Yuck Yucks the first week of May. Then I'll be back here for two weeks. And then I'll start my Scandinavian tour uh, June. And then be back here for July for the Canada Day show. And then I'm going to try and escape Texas in August. I don't know where I'm going to go. But I don't want to be around for 120 <laughs> weather. Were you here in the hot summertime? Have yeah, yeah. In 21, we were here in the summer. What month was that? Uh, June and July. Okay. And, so, end yeah, of June. Yeah, yeah. July, yeah. It's fucking hot. Hot as balls, man. It's fucking hot. And you will not wear shorts. Not on stage. Have you ever worn shorts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, they're so short, they're considered vulgar. Oh, like the yeah, lemmy one cuts. Of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the pockets hang out the bottom like but, rabbit's ears? Yeah, and the balls, yeah. And the balls, those aren't pockets. When have you ever seen pink pockets yeah. with squirrel hair on it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, on that note, go to jasonrose.com, uh, Instagram, all that shit, and uh, high five, everybody. We did it. We got one in the can. <laughs> Fired. Fucking fired again? No. We would like to see most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Tell him he had a safe word. We will not stop. Have you ever thought what it would be like to see a person's head amputated? Think, think of things so horrible that the human mind cannot imagine them. See all this and more when you see on stage, in person, that crazy mixed up. Of- I like being set apart from people. I like to be hated. Safe word with Jason Rouse.